0: You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. The show you've all been waiting for is finally here. The judging of the Sproctastic 2020 entries. And I have a very Sproctastic judge helping me out today. But is the judge from Palm Lake, Palm Springs, or Palm Desert? Keep listening and find out. I'm Matt Murray, and this is Matt Loves Cameras. <music> analogue photography
1: related.
0: Matt loves cameras! Hello my friends, how are you? I hope you are well wherever you are all around the world. Welcome to episode 39 of Matt Love's Cameras and today we have a very long show for you. So make sure you grab a beer or a wine or a coffee or a tea and sit back and listen to the amazing judging of the Sprocktastic 2020 entries with the lovely Roxana Angles all the way from California. Now if you'd like to play along at home, just go along to mattlovescameras.com and at the top of the page there should be a link that says Fantastic 2020 entries. And we're reading the entries as they go down the page and looking at the lovely, amazing photos. So here we go. Let's get straight into it. Welcome to the judging of the 2020 Sproctastic Images. I'm really excited about recording today. I have a very secret, very special judge on Skype here with me, who is an amazing photographer. I absolutely love the pastel colours and dreamy vibe of her photos, as do thousands of other film photographers. But she's not just a photographer, she's also an artist, an author, a school counsellor, and one-third of the best film photography podcast out there. Of course, I am talking about the very Sprockctastic fantastic roxana angles all the way from palm desert california how are you roxana
1: Oh, wow. I'm doing great. What an intro. <laughs> I want to like know myself. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank
0: you so much. I was so, I was so happy. I, I sent you a message one night on Instagram just before I went to bed. And then uh, very dreamily, I woke up at 5.30 and, and you'd agreed to, to come on to Matt Loves Cameras to help me judge this Brocktastic entry. So thank you so much for giving up your precious time.
1: Oh, thank you for having me on. I was super excited to get your message. I'm like, yep, I don't even need to think about it.
0: Super (laughs) excited. (laughs) Thank you. And how's your week been? Have you been doing much photographically this week?
1: You know, I actually have. I've been taking um, a lot of pictures. I just uh, went up for my birthday, went up to this really cool place up in Joshua Tree. Actually, it's in Landers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember um, that band from long ago called the B-52s.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kate, who's the redheaded one. Yes. She has this really amazing Airstream um, vacation. Like, place where she wow. has like seven different air streams or eight different ones, and they're so all they're like decorated. Like, really cool
0: uh, car- like silver chrome caravan kind of things. Is that what they are?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, they're uh, like really retro, and then yeah. the colors, Matt, are just, mm. of course, my favorite. All of those, like, vintage, um, throwback. Bright pastels yeah. and oh just so they're all
0: yeah, streams to different colors, are they? Or
1: yes. Wow. So I stayed in the one with the yellow stripe, and yep. it's called. And she called it Kate's hair stream. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't remember the band, they had like that very '60s, but it was yes. over the top, huge beehives. beehives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was literally the Love Shack. It wow.
0: was <laughs> awesome. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. you Thank just with you. you your, your partner or did you go with your kids as well?
1: And nope, just us. Awesome. The Love Shack, so we're my kids. That's, that's yeah, awesome. no, we went up. It was amazing. And, um, of course, I shot film. I took up some Sinistil 50D and I have yet to develop it. So I'm super excited to see what comes out of that one.
0: (laughs) Well, California, I actually had a a trip planned to California from March this year. This was about a year ago. I'd planned it. I worked out where I was going to go, all these different places. And of course, a few things happened. But of course, one of them was, you know, COVID. And and all of a sudden, I'm still longing to come over to California and go to not just California, but, you know, the Mojave Desert and all the Joshua Tree National Park and all those amazing places so um, yeah one one day I'll get there.
1: Oh you have to there's just so much I live in such a place where I'm literally about a two hour drive from absolutely anything I can go to the mountains to the beach to the desert anything (laughs)
0: yeah Well, I must say as well, we we do have some very beautiful places here in, in Australia as well. And so sometimes, uh, as uh, you know, as you're looking through Instagram, and you you do sort of become um, you sort of have these visions of overseas places. But of course, there's probably people in France, the United States, Brazil looking at Australia, thinking the same thing. I think it's always that that lo- faraway place that sometimes you you long to get to, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I want to go there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm one yeah. of those people. I would yeah. love to go to Australia. That oh, would be amazing.
0: Yeah, it would definitely. come. Um, now, one, one question I've got to ask you is that uh, speaking of sort of Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff, uh, I noticed that you've got your own TikTok. How's that going? Oh, it's going. You're on it too, aren't you? <laughs> I know, but I gave up. I was on it months ago. Oh, no. I kind of gave up, but I should get back into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it lasted a day.
0: <laughs> it did, it did, pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's. It, I think that I have to really push myself because I'm not yeah. really a social media type. I have to push myself to post. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons why I love film photography is, is not to be on a computer or a phone. Yeah. So I, it, it takes effort for me, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried it out, but the problem is I struggle to get out two podcasts with, sh- with show notes or camera reviews every month. So it's kind of like, I'd love to do this, but... You know, um, yeah, it's just one more thing to do, isn't it? And I I want to do it more, but I've got to find some more time. Um, now, on TikTok, I have been seeing in places like Vermont and all those kind of places, these beautiful autumn or fall colors of, of orange and, and red, golden leaves and pumpkins and roaring fires. But what's it like in Palm Desert in fall?
1: <laughs> it's, it's like still the sun is shining. It's yep. it, Basically, so the different. sun is shining here about... Yep all of the days of the year. You have yeah. bright sun Yeah. and that's what you get. You have blue skies and uh, there's pristine pools. Everybody yeah. can go swimming about year round and, uh, you know, palm trees everywhere. Yeah. And that's where I live. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, sounds, there's it's, no fall. <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing. It's, it sounds very similar to, to where I live here in Queensland. There's there's really, uh, we have a very mild climate. It's a bit like California or Florida. And yeah, my kids swim all year round. It's too cold for me to swim in winter, but my kids swim all year round as well. Um, so, but we are, it is very rainy here today. So I'm hoping that there's going to be a big storm later, like an electrical hailstorm. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping uh, we get the recording finished by then. Um, oh, so yeah. yes. let's get on to sprockets. Uh, now, what's your experience shooting sprockets? When did you first start?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I started because of you. Oh, wow. So, yes, because I I was actually going to enter this podcast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I had uh, one of um, the listeners to the Negative Positives um, send me the Diana camera that I could shoot sprockets yes. yep. with. Yep. So I went ahead and did it, and it was so much fun. Yep. And... <laughs> it's a blast so I'm new at it and I am seeing the ones that have entered and their work is amazing I think that I have a new obsession and yeah. a whole different type of photography now because of you oh wow so that's thank amazing you, Matt. Yeah.
0: Now the one that you've posted here on your Instagram I actually saw it. it's a beautiful blue vibe with these palm trees and the sprockets so you used a Diana camera what uh what kind of film and what kind of treatment did you do you give your film there Roxana?
1: Well, and that's a kind of funny little story, Matt, because you know how experimental I am and I don't, yeah. I don't ever pretend to know all of the things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got, I, I believe it was the. I used Kodak of some sort, yep. and it was oh, you know what? It was one of those experimental films that have effects on it. Yes, yeah. And yep. it's um, I don't remember even which one, but how I got that blue hue is actually yeah. the fault of my scanner
0: because. Yeah. I-
1: know how to scan with sprockets and my yep. scanner just yep. makes everything blue when you have the little holes there
0: Yeah, of course because it throws out the the white balance or whatever and yeah you get these different yep. yeah awesome Yep.
1: so it was my fault of the scanner to yep. get that lovely blue tone
0: well, it looks amazing it looks beautiful so that's on your uh, instagram rocks analog and it's palm desert california and these beautiful palm trees with beautiful blue pastel tones i've actually um almost finished shooting a roll of, uh, I think it's double bubble gum. Um, speaking about those kinds of films. So I haven't shot one of those films for about a year and I, I've never shot double bubble gum before. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting that processed and sent off soon. I'm actually waiting on today. Hopefully today, fingers crossed, I sent off nine um, rolls of film, 120 and 35 mil to the lab last week because um, I'm i lazy and I, I get someone to process and scan on my film. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting them back hopefully today. Um, but yeah, as of, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Just, just basically waiting on uh, on on my films to come back
1: oh so, how cool fun. i yeah. think best part right there is the anticipation of what yes. is going to come out is my and, favorite part. And hopefully,
0: part. You, hopefully, no disappointment because sometimes you get a roll back. You expect big <laughs> things and you're looking to go, what was I thinking? What the hell happened? Uh, but yeah. fingers crossed they all come out. Okay. So we, we're both relatively new to sprockets because I, I never shot sprockets until about 18 months ago. I, I bought a, a Blackbird Fly, which is a, a Japanese camera from a company called Superheads, which is a TLR, 35 mil TLR it shoots sprockets and then just recently I bought the sprocket rocket um, but um you know what do you think makes a good sprockets photo
1: you know I think I love like the the landscapes like the vast skies and how it just keeps on bleeding through making it seem so much larger than when you just capture the normal frame yeah. it just makes it seem so Big, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that given that given that I did not give you a heads up about that question, that is an amazing reply, and I think you've absolutely encapsulated what I, I feel. I think those landscapes it, it does make it feel like this, this landscape stretches beyond the sprockets. Should we kick off and, and start looking at uh, going through the entries? What do you say?
1: Absolutely, let's get started. You're listening to Lowe's Cameras.
0: Okay, so we'll start off with the first entry with Force Brocktastic. It was from the lovely Sherry Christensen, who many listeners, of course, will know as the host of the Embrace the Grain podcast from Alberta, Canada. Uh, Actually, she's now a co-host, the founding host, but also a co-host because she's got a new uh, podcast host. I think his name's Jake from memory. So looking forward to to listening to more of Sherry's podcasts uh, with her new co-host soon. Now, she actually sent me a message and she said, oh, Matt, I'm really sorry. I I won't have time because of the harvest. Because uh, Sherry and her family uh, have a farm, she said because of the, fa- uh, the harvest, I won't have time to submit to Sproctastic, and I said, "Oh, no worries. Um, you know, it'd be great if you could, but I understand that you know if you can't." And all of a sudden, uh, Sherry uh, knocks it out of the park. She goes out there in one weekend, takes some photos, and she's actually the first person to to enter the competition. Uh, so, well done to Sherry for that. Now, the two entries she sent in are beautiful color images of Canada. I'm guessing this is before uh you know autumn or fall took too much of a hold uh, because i know it does get very cold up there where she lives and the first one here is a beautiful kind of foliage kind of green green yellow foliage uh with a beautiful blue sky in the background and the next one is an absolute cracker it's it looks like some kind of prairie or uh with a, like a farm building and a sunset what do you think of these ones roxana
1: they're gorgeous. I love her use of color in this. And like, like I even said before, um, the, the sky seems to just keep on going forever and Mm. especially the one with the sunset and the, and the other one with the leaves that never turn yellow here in my land, but over (laughs) there they sure do. (laughs) They're so beautiful and the greens and the yellows and the blue of the sky. It's just electrifying.
0: Yeah. Really beautiful, vivid colors. I, I, I like both of them, but I think my favorite is that sunset one at the bottom. What do you think?
1: same, same. It just, it really, I could, I could look at that one forever. I love that so much.
0: Absolutely. And now Sherry took these, I forgot to give you some vital details here, listeners. Sherry took these on her sprocket rocket. I think she has a beautiful teal covered sprocket rocket, not teal covered, a teal colored sprocket rocket. Uh, I've got the red one. I always get stuck with red cameras. Do you have a a, a color of camera, Roxana, that you always get stuck with?
1: I do not. I think mine really? are all. <laughs> no. yeah. I, I like have no colored cameras except really? maybe the Diana has yeah. some color, and I think I have like a little Lomography instant camera that yep. looks like it's from Panama, um, but I don't think I have any colored cameras. Crazy I, uh, enough, they're all either black or silver.
0: <laughs> I've got a lot of black cameras, but uh, and a couple of silver. But I've got a, a black uh, Holga. Uh, sorry, a red Holga. I've got a red sprocket Rocket. a a red octomat, a red blackbird fly. I've even got a red Olympus trip it's got it's been covered in you know new leather and it's red so I, wow. I, I don't mind red cameras but I'm kind of getting sick of so many red cameras so uh, I'm very jealous of, uh, of Sherry and her teal coloured sprocket rocket and she used Fuji 400 uh, film which might explain some of those beautiful sort of Fuji greens in that top image um, but for, but well done to Sherry I mean just for going out one weekend and shooting a roll through a sprocket rocket you know because she was in a hurry and she had to do the harvest I think she's done a, a fantastic job with those images Absolutely. Right. So next up, we have another fellow film okay. photography podcaster. Would you like to take it away oh, with this one, Roxana?
1: Absolutely. And uh, so we have George Griffin, and he has shot all of these on the classic Lamography Sprocket Rocket, and he used the Kodak Gold 200. So okay, before I even tell you about these, these are amazing. He has captured not just photographs, but a feeling. It's like the film that he used, it, it puts me into like a vintage movie that I want to be in, like mm. something from the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what it's so, it's, it's, um, it has a some sem- I can't talk right now but like uh, it, it's definitely um it, it's like being inside of a movie yes. i love it and it, he's in london so it makes me want to go and photograph there i haven't been to london and uh, it's it's just amazing it's like a british village okay. and uh, Oh, it's just remarkable. He's done such a good job. And I don't know which one is my favorite. <laughs> what are your thoughts?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, um, I really like the ice cream one. I really like the ice cream one. Um, so, um,
1: yeah, with the big flies. Yeah. That's really flies. cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's like these giant flies. I, and that's one of my favorites. And I also, Oh, gosh, this one's hard. I, I really like, actually, the the top one also. The one with yep. the little cottages yes. and the Great one English. with the flies. Those are my yeah. two favorites. Yeah. They're awesome. So here's his description. Yep. All shot on the classic Lomography, Sprocket Rocket. The film was Kodak Gold 200. The London Eye is a well-known landmark in the center of London and always worth photographing. And if you... If you every chance that you get to ride it so great views over London, any Ford village is a village in Kent, and it's a ruined castle, two door building and a humpback. Bridge with a Ford, very picturesque British village. The sculpture is the latest to appear in the I might be butchering these names, I am so sorry. No, in well. the Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar Square, yep. There you go. <laughs> and I have no idea what it represents, but I do like it. Me too. Me too, yeah. George. Yeah. And I think my favorite is the one with the pods of the eye. And I think it works well with the, within the sprockets and it does it It, because you know what, it does the same thing where Mm -hmm. you just keep on imagining it to keep on going. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. We actually, um, my wife and I, my wife's English and we got married in London and uh, it was actually in, it was in February and usually in, in February, it doesn't snow that much, but, on the day that we got married, uh, it actually snowed. It was so cold. And we, after we got married on a Sunday at a registry office, we went to the London Eye, which is pictured here. And we actually had our daughter with us. Yes, we, we got married oh, after me. we had a daughter, a scandal. And uh, we <laughs> went on the London Eye, it was freezing cold. And my wife was wearing this little dress, wedding dress, and uh, my daughter was screaming. And uh, my, my <laughs> wife had to breastfeed my daughter on the London Eye, uh, so that's, that was our wedding day. That was our wedding night, so. Uh, Good times. times. You'll always remember it forever. Absolutely. But actually, looking at these photos again now, I'm not sure if I like that second one, the London Eye one, or the ice cream one the best. But I think you're right what you've said. They they sort of capture a very dreamy kind of, yeah, old kind of look to them. So, well done to George for that. And uh, George, of course, is the the host of the On the Streets podcast. So, uh, definitely uh, subscribe to that podcast as well. Next up, we have uh, a listener who I think you'd be familiar with from Negative Positives, wouldn't you, Roxana? Ken Tuomi?
1: I think so. I think I, think I have. I'm new, know. so yep. this year is like I am learning names the and getting show. new, I get to know new right. photographers. It's been a blast everywhere. That's <laughs> right.
0: So Ken writes: uh, "Booth to control and on the ha- on the hard are the first two images. Which uh, one is of like a mobile? Looks like, looks like a phone box, but it's actually a, a mobile library by the look of it. And the second one is a boat." Um, he took with a roller cord five with Fuji Superior 200, and the other two he took with a Lomo Sprocket Rocket with Lomo Metropolis film. Very interesting. Sloopkets is a cinematic, is is cinematic in perspective and a fan favourite. Spro Volvockets has features reflecting the contest theme. Film Sprockets Sprockets mimicked in the vintage Volvo's seen through the 120s wagon windows, plus the wheel spokes trifecta. And on the heart is an ap- apocalyptic, apocalyptic, sorry, gosh, I'm getting my words mixed up. And the guys working on the boat were more than happy to see an antique camera shooting their work. But would you believe Booth to Control, which is the top library image, uh, is almost is a most sprocktastic use of sprockets. Wow. It was like a tongue twister reading that one out. Which one is, which one's your favorite Roxana?
1: You know, I am looking at these and I love his choice of film because I've been really experimenting with the metropolis. I think that my favorite is of the phone booth. And I'll tell you, I'm a little bit biased. My son is totally into doctor who, and I know it's not the artist, but it kind of just gives me, that doctor who vibe feeling yeah. and with the metropolis and, but yet it says library and it has all these things in it. I love that one it's so like amazing,
0: much. Yeah. And I actually, when I posted, I posted some of these up on Instagram and I, got, I actually got a couple of reactions to when I posted this photo as a story, a couple of, I think someone sent the, the love heart emoji and another one, another person sent the wow emoji. So yeah, that first one is my favorite as well. It's um, what's it called? It's called, to control uh, I think that one was actually Fuji Superior 200 though but it's funny it does kind of have that sort of washed out metropolis look a bit doesn't it
1: oh it does it does yes uh, so it, it does so light. I guess uh, it you know if you look at them they all have the same vibe even though they're they different
0: different cameras oh. and different, yeah that's right so well, wow. well on to Ken he's, he's done a great job Ken also um, took part in our fantastic um, uh, cheap pano uh contest earlier in the year so thanks so much to ken and uh we've got the next one for you to read um so <laughs> gosh this is a long one but here we go it's andrew spencer andrew is the the, the winner of our panoramic wide uh competition early in the year do you want to see how you can tackle andrew? Um,
1: yes absolutely so andrew he should also win for his essay I love it <laughs> so Andrew Spencer and he says hi Matt I loved the sprocket challenge I have a couple of personal projects on the go and this worked in nicely with them the ocean is a significant part of our lives where I live in that's well
0: and done. that's a very good very good pronunciation I think I hope so <laughs> I, I couldn't say it on the last show but um yeah I think you nailed it
1: yeah, I, I, I hope so. We'll see. And I wanted to show this with some key subjects. So he has these bullet pointed. So and I'm going to kind of look at them while I read them okay. is the old wharf was pioneering Kayakura's link with the world. And then there's a bullet point. The old aquarium was a fish factory soon to be demolished. I love those. I love it when we capture things that are about to go away forever. Yeah. Yeah. So important for us to do that. Now, I cannot say this one. I have no idea. I don't know is a whale watching boat whale watching being an essential part of our, our economy. Mm-hmm. And then the Fergie tractor is a typical boat launching tractor for recreational fishing. You know, I feel like I'm learning so much from this, Andrew. I love all this <laughs> detail. Um, and he says, so let me look at some of these because I'm scrolling and I feel like there's a story and I'm so happy that he captured that fish factory because I think it might be my favorite, but let me keep on reading. So <laughs> I shot the pictures with my Mamiya RZ67 Pro using Lomography 400. Super interesting. I love that technique. Mm-hmm. Um, Pictures are hard-earned. The 35 cartridge is mounted in the magazine using adapters, and I tape a 120 paper leader to the 35 film so I can sneak a couple of pictures onto the film before the magazine registers number one. This involves a a shuffle using multi-setting to shoot the picture in a single setting to advance the film. Once you reach frame one on the counter, you're away. I use the 220 back as it counts all of the frames, so I kind of know where I'm up to. And uh, let's see. I use a 65-millimeter lens, and it equates to my favorite focal length of around 30 millimeters. Unloading needs to be done in the dark, undoing the back, and spooling the film back into the reel for developing, which I did in the lab box. And CineStill CS forty one, nice. I love that setup. <laughs> <sound>. <laughs> Scanning is the Canon EOSR mounted on a homemade copy stand with a light box and the Lamography Digitalizer holder. And two shots are required for capture to use the camera sensor fully. The two raw files, then head over to my Mac Pro and are stitched in a PTGUI, I don't know that program, PTGUI, and then processed. Use Film Lab app. A little retouch spotting and a slight contrast adjustment for output. I enjoy the color randomness of Lomo 400 in my world, where color always needs to be correct. Thanks for inspiring fun, Andrew.
0: Yeah, it's a really good rundown of Andrew's process. Um, and I, I'd love to shoot one day. I mean, I, looking at some of these images, quite a few people have shot 35mm film in medium format cameras, which I'd love to do, but I'm a little bit scared because one of the medium format cameras I've got is my Pentax 645. And I'm a little bit worried about, I don't know, mucking it up and screwing up my camera. But maybe that's just maybe that's just me. I'm not sure.
1: But you know what? He includes, so you guys have to check out all of these photographs on the website, because not only does he give a detailed account of how he does it, which is so important for me, Matt, because I'm such a learner. And this is something I would wonder how to do it, but he gives you a picture of his setup. That's right. The, the, the magazine, the adapters and the film. And then he shows you the photographs, which are absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very comprehensive uh, um, sort of description of the setup from Andrew and and really beautiful pictures as well. And I guess one one feature of 35mm films shot in those medium format cameras, as we'll see throughout today, is just the the edge-to-edge kind of sharpness of the images, um, you know, compared to, say, using a plastic camera like the Sprocket Rocket, which has its own charms, but there's just a, a beauty to some of these medium format images.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know what, he inspires me to try this i want to try medium format because there's something about um i like the crisp um aspect to it so you have that film filmy vibe but you have such great clarity yeah on
0: these photos which um which medium format camera would you try and shoot 35 mil film through do you think
1: well, I mean, I don't know that much about it, so I don't want to say the wrong one. Like, oh, yeah. there's no back for that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. know. Um, you know, I have both the Mamiya 645 and nice. the Hasselblad. Yeah. So either one like that would have a back to it. I would yeah. try like also maybe the Mamiya. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I think I will try. I've, I've actually got a Rollerflex as well, somewhere hidden away, and I, I might, um, I might try and get some adapters and try it with that um, before I put it in my sort of electronic Pentax Six Four Five. I think I'll be a bit worried, but uh, I'm sure it's it's all straightforward. But um, yeah, Andrew's done a great job at those photos. Uh, my favourite, um, I really, I think I really like them all. There's not much to split them, but I think I think I agree with you, Roxana. I think that second one of of the. The factory. I just love the the illustrations uh, of the octopus and the seahorse uh, yes. in that image. That yes, sort of me too. Cool. Yeah,
1: I, I love them all. He did an yeah. incredible job. But okay. you know what? Just knowing the story, the images, and you know, you know what it reminds me of yeah. is has a very Wes Anderson vibe to it, too. Sure, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So
1: you have, like, that sym- that symmetry, you have those colors, like that palette would be in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, well. yeah.
0: <laughs> if you would like to support this podcast, why not buy our data coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just $3. Cool. So moving on to Tom Napier. Tom lives in Southeast Queensland in Brisbane. Uh, So he's definitely, I think he's the closest contestant uh, to where I live. So Tom writes, Hi Matt, thanks for providing the motivation to do this little project. I have a sprocket rocket and a holger, but no, that's too easy. I had to go the guts (laughs) and try something new to me. This camera has been sitting on my shelf for years, waiting for just the right opportunity to shine once again. Camera was a Kodak Brownie 127 and the film was Kodak Vision 3 500T, hand rolled on a 127 spool with 127 backing paper. So we've got another contestant here doing it the hard way. This is awesome. The, de- the dev was by Tom with his Unicolor C41 powder kit, and it was scanned on an Epson V550. The REM jet wasn't a problem with a pre-soak in water at 39 degrees centigrade, or Celsius, should I say, and a tablespoon of bicarb, bicarbonate of soda. Is that what you guys call it, bicarb soda over there? Or
1: You know, I think I use baking soda, so I think, I think it's, it's the same probably thing. Yeah. The same thing.
0: <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Not bad shots for a circa 1950 plastic box camera with a plastic lens. Also my first attempt at hand-rolling film, hence the slight slope to some of the images, but hey, it is what it is all shots were taken in my local area on the best side. I'm in the North side of Brisbane. So there's a bit of a a lot of rivalry in Brisbane. Brisbane has a river through the middle of it. And uh, the people on the North side think the North side's the best. Um, And people on the South side think the South side's, well, I I kind of think the South side, the South side's a little bit, has a few more of the rougher neighbourhoods. I will admit the South side, Um, but I kind of live on the East side, but the East side's the South side and Tom lives on the North side. So he's trying to, he's trying to feel a bit of North South rivalry there for Brisbane. Um, my favourite shot would have to be the glamour shot in the window in the Vinnie's window. Vinnie's is a uh, is Saint Vincent de Paul, which is like a charity shop or a, a thrift store. And that's the very last image Tom is talking about here. Um, The orange colouring along the edge of some shots could be light leaks, but I suspect it was from the Epson V550 scanner. Anywho, thanks once more for the chance to experiment at least and enjoy a day out and about. Regards, Tom. So there we go. The first one is of Sandgate train station. I know that's a train station at Sandgate there from the lettering on top of the the roof uh, and all those solar panels on the roof, earning Queensland Rail some money. Uh, The next one is a nice kind of... It looks maybe like a, a happiness garden or happiness garland or something, a sand gate happiness garland. It's a
1: garland, yes, yeah. A
0: happiness garland. What are those things? They look like, I don't know what they are, but there's all lovely colourful kind of things on the garlands. No, it's flowers or Yeah, cloth or- that's very cool. Uh, the next one is of a garden, and there's some some lettuce on sale, cos lettuce, French lettuce, all that kind of stuff, and radishes and stuff, and mint. And the last one is of that thrift store, uh, Vinnie's or Saint Vincent de Paul um, charity store. Um, which one is your favorite, Roxana?
1: Oh, that's hard. I love. Okay, first let me start. I love that film so much. Yeah. Um, I have it loaded in my bulk loader, um, the Kodak Vision Three Five Hundred T. Such fun film. Yeah um I think this is a tough one I think I really love them all I kind of I like the thrift store one I really like the the viewpoint from behind and the color of the dress with the stroller in the background yeah you get that glimpse of red in there that pop there's really even did. a bit
0: of like frame burn or I don't know what it is, but there's to the right of the image is this kind of orb of orange yellow towards the edge yeah. as well, isn't there? And yes. yeah.
1: I was gonna say that and I re- I noticed it and I really like that.
0: And so it, in the top left, it's sort of mirrored by, in the top left, there's also a flash of red of a, of a fast food chain um, sign. Uh, it's actually um, a fast food chain we have here in Australia called Hungry Jack's, which is exactly the same as Burger King, but for legal reasons, they couldn't call it Burger King in Australia. So we call it Hungry Jack's here in Australia. Um so yeah, they're actually in a legal fight with McDonald's at the moment here in Australia. I'm not sure if it's uh, just, I think it might be just Australia, but they brought out, of course, McDonald's have the Big Mac. Uh, Hungry Jacks have just brought out a copy of it. Well, they, you know, it looks exactly the same and they call it the Big Jack. Um, so they're actually in a legal fight, I believe, at the moment over uh, over their burgers here in Australia. Um, so, but yeah, it's uh, really nice images from Tom and uh Great to get someone else here in Southeast Queensland entering uh, the Matt Loves Cameras Sprocktastic.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice job.
0: Now the next one, we're we're staying in Australia for this next one for you, Roxana. It's from Paul Wheeler.
1: Well, Paul Wheeler. So uh, here we have some more gorgeous images and he says, all images were shot on the Monaro Plains at the foot of the snowy mountains in, uh, oh, so what is NSW? Then?
0: NSW is New South Wales, which is our, the biggest, okay. most popular, not the biggest, it's the most populous state in Australia. It's where the the, the city of Sydney is. Uh, so New South Wales is our big, is our most populous state here in Australia.
1: Okay, good. Well, now I know what that yeah. is. So New South Wales using a Fuji GSW 6901, 6901- O three, six, and it's a six by nine medium format camera with a fixed Fujinon sixty five millimeter five point six lens. Film stock is a thirty five millimeter Kodak Color Plus two hundred re rolled onto a hundred and twenty, uh, the one twenty spool complete with backing paper. The negative size ends up being a 35 by 67 millimeter. That's amazing. That's remarkable, which is a beautiful big panoramic photograph encapsulating the sprocket holes by re-rolling the film rather than using adapters or any of the other methods i can load and shoot the film exactly as if it were 120 without having to worry about frame spacing spooling from one canister to another losing shots at the end of the roll etc this is another really neat method and i'm Matt, I'm starting to really get interested in exploring <laughs> all of these rockets so much more. Yeah. <laughs> So, what what is your favorite from this Gosh,
0: lot? I, I think this is an amazing set of, of photos from Paul. Um, Paul actually uh, is a big uh, a half frame photography lover, so it's it's very uh, it's it's strange from to go from the half half frame to this mm-hmm. this frame. This must be like six to eight half frames across, isn't it? Um, but I, I love the, them all. I think he's made really good use of the of the space and uh, of the of the panoramic sort of format. Uh, I love them all, but I think probably my f- my favorite is actually the most minimalistic which would be the bottom one it's kind of yeah. like a, a, a sort of like a, a country road uh, and it looks like there's some snow or ice on the ground which is uh, probably not unusual for that part of Australia uh, and there's a sort of a sunset coming or sun sunrise probably coming from the right hand side of the image. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite?
1: You know Honestly, out of this set, I would want all of them and yeah. I'd want to frame them all in the set just because I feel like they all go together so yes, well and they're so complementary in the colors and the vibe. It's like I hate to even pull one out just because yeah, yeah. they they make such an amazing set. Yeah, absolutely. and I'm I'm with you on the last one. The vastness of that. That landscape—it just seems like that road will go on forever. That's right. But, but though, I really love the one of the church with the red roof. Yeah, yeah. Like that red yeah. roof just pops it out, does. and yeah. you can see that snow. Uh, that's tough. I like them all. I want yeah. them all in a set on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the order right now. Oh, there you go. I
0: so cool. <laughs> Paul, get these up on some website where people can order them. You've done a great job there. Uh, the next week, we're heading over to North America, to Canada, and it's Francois Lavadure, who, of course, also entered. Paul entered um, the, the Pano competition earlier in the year and so did Francois. And so Francois writes, here are the pictures for the sprocktastic challenge. Yes, I did write that wrong simply because I thought it was funnier. <laughs> I wanted to stand out from the crowd a bit on this one. I figured you'd get plenty of sprocket rocket panos, so I opted to use something a bit more rare, the Blackbird Fly. For those not in the know, it's a 35mm TLR that exposes the film vertically. I took it to a local skate park, that's when I realized it was the wrong camera for the job. Have you ever tried to capture a fast moving subject with a waist level viewfinder that flips the image left to right? Yes, I have Francois, I've I've got a Blackbird Fly, and although it's such a cool looking camera and I love it, it's such a pain in the bum to use. I I, I really have trouble framing with that thing so I know exactly what you mean Francois uh, and, and certainly anyone who used it, who's used a TLR before and finds it tricky will know what he's talking about as well There was def- that was definitely a challenge I'm really proud of the shot of the kid on a scooter I took there even the shadow is perfect for the one with the chain I had to dance around a field covered in raccoon poop I never oh. knew they could produce so much doo-doo so here are <laughs> my best four they were taken in my hometown all shot using the blackbird fly orange version on FOMA 400 dunk in rodnell uh so the first one there is of um a kid in a skate park doing an impressive kind of jump up in the air with a, it has got a great shadow like francois said the next one is of some kind of little bridge in the woods a uh, wooden bridge over something the next is of some kind of um elephant made out of maybe a hedge or something or a, a bush or a tree or something and the last one is of a rock with a chain on which one's your f- your favorite Roxana?
1: <laughs> with the chain, and there is poop around there, so just so you know, but you cannot right. see it in the photograph, no, but you that we know. <laughs> um, I do like the, I uh, I like the one with the kid in the scooter, the shadow, and I think that capturing motion with that camera and just the way that he describes The difficulty uh, that just makes it even more difficult to try and get. Yeah. I think that one is my one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think that scooter one's really great. They're all nice, but I think that scooter one's great. And uh, certainly I'll be doing a review probably of the Blackbird Fly um, coming up in the next few months on Matt Love's cameras. It is, it's a really cool, funky looking camera, and they they go for so much money. They go, they regularly go for two, three, 400 US dollars on eBay. Um, you You can pick them up. I've seen them on Facebook Marketplace here in Australia. Much cheaper, um, but it's such a cool-looking camera. But it's it's such I don't know it's such a pain to use, um, which is why I don't use mine more. Um, so the next one is coming from Sandra Camacho. Would you like to read this one out, Roxana?
1: Absolutely. So Sandra writes, I used Lomography Sprocket Rocket for these images. For the black and white, I was trying Ilford XP2 Super. The color film was some random expired. 200 ISO I found online. You're my kind of girl, Sandra. I love that expired stuff. All right. So I really like how the vignetting ended up framing the moving fishes i think that it's my favorite the googly eyes on the trees was just one of the strange happen- happenstances i love film for that <laughs> um <laughs> i was walking along one of the main avenues in lisbon and i found them staring at pedestrians while we waited for the light to turn on the crosswalk so now i'm you know what's funny is that i didn't see that right away and now i'm seeing the googly eyes yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I do, but at first glance, I think that the fish is, it's just so dreamy. It's like, I feel like the fish's one is like a dream. The one right yeah. at the bottom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that one is the one that really has my heart it's out nice. of this. Day.
0: Do you think that's a double exposure or are they reflections near the fish, do you think?
1: Oh, I don't know, but I see the reflections. Yeah. It looks like it could be either one, um, yeah. but yeah, it could be.
0: Really nicely done, because sure. that, that top one, obviously, is a double expo, and that's, yeah, really nice images there from Sandra. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if she was on holiday in Lisbon or she's from Lisbon, uh, but um, yeah, it was, it was uh, fantastic uh, to get those images. I really, really like them. Let's head on to... Alan Marr. I think it's my turn to read one out. So Alan Marr, of course, is at the film sweats on Instagram Alan has been a big supporter of the show ever since it started. Uh, he's based in Sydney in New South Wales. And uh, I think I kind of pestered him a few times when he was posting up images uh, of his uh, images from his undo. I pestered him to enter. So thank you to Alan for entering. So this is what Alan writes. COVID has forced me to rethink my whole reason for photography and embrace the isolation of early morning landscapes at the beach, which has been fantastic for enjoyment and mental health during life. I've really loved shooting sprockets in my six x twelve undo pinhole camera. They capture a magical passing of time at f 161 wow. with a crispness. I know <laughs> with a crispness and ethereal nature that just isn't possible on a standard 35 mm camera with lens. The best ones have a oh sorry, the best ones have lensless flare, where you can see the fo- photons bending in from diffraction, creating a mysterious, colorful explosion, especially in sunrises. Kodak Ektar just sings out in the on. Just sorry, Kodak Ectar just sings in the undo combined with stand development in C41. Vertical panos are also really interesting when they work. And so the first one is this beautiful um, vertical beach panorama of sunrise, and you've got this beautiful like he, he sort of describes these beautiful kind of flare coming up from the sun and beautiful particles of light there. The next uh, one is what's that next one it looks like? Maybe kayaks or canoes sort of near the beach maybe yeah, and then the, think- yeah it's strange i, I think they, that's what they are and then the last two are these beautiful sort of seascapes at sunrise which one is your favorite roxana
1: oh the first one i love them all and you know i have to say that the color that ektar brings out already and just the combination of the ocean and those speckles of light that he yep. got and then he did this amazing vertical that it's like you just it it's remarkable yeah. i think Hands down, the first one is just, uh, it's beautiful.
0: I agree. Yeah, it looks it looks really amazing. Uh, so well done to Alan for that. And I think I think these were the only pinhole ones that were sent in. So Alan's done a really good job at, at mastering that pinhole camera uh, during lockdown. Uh, we're going to head on now to back over to North America and we have the old camera guy, Dave Mahali. Would you like to read this one, Roxana?
1: Oh, absolutely. So Dave says... Um, I used the Lomography Sprocket Rocket, a simple toy camera, which I have come to love. Ilford HP5 was the film of choice. Developed in the FPP-D96 for nine minutes, followed by water stop bath and finished off with the Ilford Rapid Fixer before being scanned with the Epson V-550. My favorite of these images might just be Oh Deer featuring the downtown Columbus, Ohio skyline and a bronze deer sculpture by Santa Fe artist Terry Allen. I like the whimsy of it, and the fact that it's different than my usual fare. The ridges was taken at an abandoned psychiatric facility on the campus of Ohio University (laughs) in Athens, Ohio. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a scary movie and it's almost Halloween, so I'm like, yes. And then we have the mighty Hawking. Proved to be a little too mighty as it flooded the Athens region several times, leading the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to reroute the river in the late 1960s and early 1970s. Ugh. Wow, Drive features the view just outside the Tall Pines area of Walnut Woods Metro Park in Gavin Groveport, Ohio. These stories along with these photographs are remarkable. Yeah. I, I really feel like connected to them now yeah. that I have the, the story. Yes, that yeah. history, that richness.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I really like, yeah, the story, hearing the stories behind them all, all gives it more sort of, yeah, this makes the photos even, even better. And I think, I think I do like the deer one the best. What about you?
1: I think that, yes, the deer one. I like the deer wing as well. I think Ooh. that the perspective of it and yep. the way that it's shot yep. is, is my favorite.
0: Sort of overlooking the town of, or oh, the city of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, very, very nice. You're
1: listening to Matt Loves Cameras.
0: Now we're on to um, a, a, another film photography podcaster, Barnaby Ian Barnaby-Nutt, of course, who's one of the co-hosts of uh, um, Viewfinder Vikings. Barnaby sent in... I don't even, i don't even know whether they call him Ian or Barnaby. But I think he goes by both. So Barnaby sent in one image only, and it's the longest, biggest image in the entire competition. And he writes, This is a 360-degree selfie. It's me on a bike and my daughter in the trailer behind riding downhill in the sunshine taken with a lomography spinner held horizontally on agfa vista film it shows the road in front of us as well as behind like all things lomography it's a cool effect but something that needs to be used sparingly I get the spinner out every couple of years, waste a few rolls, and then put it away again. Not sure how this aspect ratio will fit into a zine. Neither do I at this stage, but we'll see. And um, The top of the film there, you can sort of see the road upside down, and then you can see all the sky, and then you can see Barnaby there with his lovely daughter in the back of the, the bike, and he's I think he's timed it well there, and he said to her, you look up at the camera, and uh, we've, we've all done that, all of us with kids have, have forced our children to, to look in the camera for images like this, and I think he's done a great job. What do you think?
1: This is excellent. I keep on having to scroll like up and down to yeah, get yeah. And you know what? I beg to differ. I bet you anything that you could do yeah. a whole horror, or maybe like one of those crazy um, zines that are folding that yeah. like pull out. Yeah. yeah, and- yeah. And you could see like the whole thing. So it'd be like one image and then all folded. That would be yeah. crazy.
0: Really, I love it. Yeah, he's done a great job there. So uh, well done to him. And uh, we, we're going to head on to, I think we're going back to North America for this one. Yes, back to Florida here. And uh, we'd yeah. like to read out George's entry.
1: Absolutely. So George writes, I photographed these images with a Lamography sprocket rocket camera on September 26, 2020 at a local wetlands preserved called Green Cay Wetlands in South Florida. I used ultra fine extreme 100 film and processed the roll in Kodak HC 110 dilution B for 8.5 minutes. I chose the park and the camera specifically to photograph the long boardwalk leading lines. It was a beautiful sunny day with dramatic clouds that helped cast beautiful reflections and create dramatic shadows on the boardwalk. My favorite image turned out to be the cloud reflections in the lake. Yes, Yes, these are... Oh, I see. So I'm scrolling down to see the cloud reflections. The, the
0: bottom image, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I, it, sorry? Oh, yeah, these are gorgeous.
0: Yeah, beautiful black and white, very strong contrast images, aren't they? I, I love the the sort of the, the, the really contrasty black and whites that George has used in these. And I think that my favorite is the, the the top one and the bottom one, The the top one where the boardwalk sort of leads your eye into the image. And then, of course, those lovely reflections on the bottom one.
1: Hmm. And I think mine are the last two yeah. because I love the shadows yeah, of yeah. that. And then it just makes your eye keep on going. That's and right. it's like, how far does that go? I could yeah. stare at that forever. <laughs> and of Absolutely. course, the cloud reflections and that little tree at the bottom one that you can yeah. kind of see.
0: Yeah, very nice. So next up, we have Donald, Donald Qualls. I hope I pronounced that right. I used ORWODN21. Never heard of that. Same as Lomography Kino Babylon 13. There we go. Only much cheaper on a bulk roll. So this is a very low ISO, well, a fairly low ISO film. So what, 13 ISO film shot in a 1950s vintage Wurgen Outer 4.5 6x9 folding camera. Schneider Krailsnack Radionar 105mm f4.5 lens with a 35mm to 120 adapter set. I hope I've pronounced all those words correctly. <laughs> film is processed in replenished x stock for 7 minutes, corrected for temperature. The film has a has a little light leakage from the bulk loader accident. I like the abandoned siding best. It's got to. It's got the far from anywhere vibe that goes with slow black and white film adapted into a 70 year old camera. So the first one is a street scene, uh, which is nice. The second one is some nice uh, image of some nice uh, cars and along a road. The third one is like a, of a railway siding with some railway tracks. And the fourth one, what is that fourth one? Is it's some kind of tower? Is it like a water uh, tower? Water tower. Yeah, water tower. Uh, I, I like them all. I think I probably like the two vertical ones the best, though. What do you think, Roxana?
1: Yeah, I actually, you know, which one is my favorite? I think it's the railroad tracks. That yeah, third one, yeah. because of the fog. It's like, yeah. a, I don't know if there's really fog or if it's the film. And maybe it's because I'm in a spooky vibe because it's almost <laughs> Halloween. Right. But it's a haunting image yeah. of yeah. the railroad and the fog. I, really? I just story there
0: <laughs> yeah now, have you ever shot any of that low iso film say under iso 25 film have you shot any or yes.
1: yes and it's so much fun i i have i love the look of it i actually shot a little bit for um the ghosting a, a challenge i did a couple ghost shots of myself when i did the self-portrait
0: transparent Are they the ones you've already published those images
1: I, I have them on my Instagram. I yeah, could have them I on my realize. shadow account. They could be on my shadow account. I think
0: I saw them, but I, didn't re- I, I don't think I realized they were ultra-low ISO images, but nice. Yes,
1: yes my Galanixor account yeah. has my black and white. So oh, like- yeah, yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
1: They might be there.
0: <laughs> now. Um, yeah, I've, the, I think the lowest ISO I've used lately has been 64 um so i've actually just loaded up some um what's that film called film washi i think i've loaded up some iso 50 film washi um, but obviously iso 50 and iso 13 are are quite far apart but oh yes i can see your your images here they're they're, your spooky images um so have you decided oh wow they are very spooky um (laughs) um,
1: nightmare sorry
0: I'm I'm, I'm still yet to shoot. Are they? So, are you entering the competition with Neg Paz, or as a a podcast host, you're ineligible?
1: I'm ineligible, so I will not be entering, but I I always participate. I have, you know, (laughs) I always do them. (laughs) Whether I enter, even my, you know, other ones, I can't do my own, but I always do the, 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 contests they're so fun
0: absolutely I, I am keen to enter but i've only got a few days left to um to get my halloween on so i'll have to um try and come up with something spooky um yeah i say I'll, I'll maybe i should use some yeah low iso film and and do some long exposures and i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see what i can come up with fingers crossed i can i can enter I okay think <laughs> i think you should i think i, think I, should. I, think I definitely should yeah We're on next to, uh, is it, I think it's, uh, I think it's your turn. And we've got Jeffrey Secrest. I hope I pronounced that right.
1: All right. So Jeffrey says, good day, Matt. I'm pretty new to shooting sprockets. I have always liked the looks of exposed sprocket holes. I recently bought some 35 to 120 adapters so I could shoot X-Pan like panoramic photos with my Mamiya RB67. Another Mamiya guy. And the ability to shoot sprockets was a nice bonus. My submissions are from a single roll of Ilford Delta 100. These were taken about an hour south of my home in central Florida. It's an area I occasionally pass through while working and have wanted to photograph for a while. I processed the film with my usual developer, HC-110B, and some adjustments were done in Adobe Lightroom. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, um, you know, Florida here, I think we think I think I of Miami, I think of pastel colors, you think of the theme parks and all the bright colors the theme parks have, and yet this is the second entry from Florida where the images are black and white. Very, very interesting, different perspective on on Florida for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know, I have that image of Florida as well. It's, it's quite far, Florida, for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's really
1: far, like all the way on the other side of the country, which is vast, but I, I always picture pastels and bright colors, but these are um, very moody. They have yep. a they have a cool dark vibe to them.
0: Yeah, I really like the the top two the best. The, the, these trees sort of growing out of the lake they look really scary and, and a bit spooky. And and then the second one's double exposure and, and yeah, I, I, it, they just look really really lovely. These the, the, the top two in particular I like.
1: I'm going to say the first one is my favorite. Yeah. And then I think that Jeffrey needs to enter the NPP contest with the second one because it's really spooky and ghostly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No so so say- more shooting required. He can just send it straight in.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Because yeah. it is. I feel like one of those monsters from Scooby-Doo is going to come out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh... Okay, that's great. Thank you so much to Jeffrey for that. And then the next person is Kerry Jeffrey. Uh, so he, and Kerry writes, "Hi Matt, my pics are made with a bright blue Lomography sprocket rocket. I received one for Christmas from my son four years ago, and it's really become my cure for times when I'm bored with photography. That's fantastic. I typically use Kodak Pro Image 100. I've been shooting a lot of that film lately, or Fuji 200. And for long night exposures, my cable release is a paperclip and a rubber band." The artist studio is probably my favourite image, though certainly not the best. I was I volunteered to help frame some paintings for an artist who who had become quite sick. His studio was just as he'd left it when he was finishing his last painting months before, and it was a great experience to stand exactly where he'd been standing and try to imagine his thought process in the painting. The cornfield and the tree were in the fields around his studio. The night images from a restaurant called Beast, desolate on a Saturday night after curfew. Thanks for the great shows, Kerry from... Beaverton, Oregon, USA and uh, these are these are four wonderful images shot on colour film and again, I, because we've got the story here, that, that last one is of the artist studio, the fourth image down and it just adds so much to the image knowing the story behind it uh, and of course you've got a cornfield, you've got the restaurant and you've got this beautiful tree right at the top. Which one's your favourite, Roxanna?
1: I think the last one is my favourite and by the way, I love Beaverton. My sister used to live yeah. there. And Beaverton, Oregon is really one of my favorite places. It's so beautiful there.
0: What what's there? Is like a town, or is it sort of any attraction spot nearby? Or
1: you know, it's actually really close to Portland. Oh yeah, so yeah. So you have like it's it's like a suburb off of Portland.
0: So oh, okay, you- yeah, yeah.
1: Gorgeous homes that are like full of green foliage. And then it's like a hop, skip, and a jump away. You have Portland, which has the most amazing food and city life and bustling bookstores. And it's it's a remarkable place. So I'm really jealous of Carrie being all the way (laughs) over there in Beaverton, Oregon. But the last one is definitely... Um. Oh, this is hard. I like the warm tones that Carrie got from these, but the last one I think is my favourite.
0: Yeah. I, th- before I read the description, I think I liked the tree one at the top just for the colours. And then after reading uh, the description, I definitely liked the Artist Studio one the best as well. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Next up, we have a nice short one for you from <laughs> Matt Duggar.
1: All right. So Matt says, this is shot on Velvia 50 in the Fuji GSW69. My first time shooting 35 millimeter in a medium format camera. You see, that gives us hope. (laughs) (laughs) It was great fun. I will definitely be trying it again. My favorite is the, the sunrise shot over the sea. Next time, I think I'll try some faster film stock and a color negative film. So this photo that that he submitted is I mean I can see the vibrancy of the Velvia and yeah. it's like this vertical sunset with these bright like blue, pe- purple and pinks and orange yeah. and the reflection is just mesmerizing yeah Um it's and- nice
0: sort of reflection, it's sort of like the, the path of the waterway sort of leads you into that sunset a bit as well doesn't it
1: I kind of just want to stay there for a while and like. that's like an eyeball vacation. I love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> a great phrase. Uh, it looks like this was the last one shot on the roll as well. So mm-hmm. you know, Matt, maybe Matt was down the beach uh, somewhere, and he thought, "Ah, oh, I, I need to use this film up." And he took this last image, and, and what a last image on the roll it was!
1: An epic one at that, yeah. for sure. And then the last one looks like it's like a garden. It's yeah. like a, um, like a I can't tell if it's roses, but it's it has that. It has like, it's like a park. It's it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Pretty flowers. That first, Very
1: nice. one, that first one, though, is stunning. That's yeah. a winner. That's like beautiful.
0: <laughs> uh, Next up, we have Dustin Nickerson, who, uh, of course, is uh, a lot of people will know the name uh, from the Negative Positives Facebook group and other photo- photography groups. And uh, he writes uh, RRS 6x9. What is RRS? Is that um, type of camera? Must be.
1: Oh.
0: Can't I remember. Not. I think he. I think he. Uh, I was chatting to him and he might have told me what camera it was, but I can't remember. RRS six by nine and Kodak two two five four. Two two five four is uh, quite a slow ISO film, I believe. Is that right? Do you know, Roxana?
1: You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know my Kodak numbers. So no, neither
0: I'm- do I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dustin Wright, something went wrong and I ended up with about eight exposures on the same frame. I was pretty surprised by the results and even think that it actually worked out. And I think this is an intriguing image. You've, you've got this sort of bus... On the left which you can sort of see but then it sort of blends into just a bit of a very faded kind of bus windows maybe uh and then on the right hand side there's this image of a building with windows in uh, but you've got the most amazing blues and around the sprocket holes is these, these sort of deep reds uh what do you think
1: you know it kind of gives me that um like i really like this one and yeah. maybe because my taste is really i love uh, happy mistakes with yeah. film, and this one really is more of a piece of art. Like it looks like a painting more yeah. than it does a photograph, and it's something that, again, I would want to hang on my wall just because it's it's. This is a piece of art yeah. that I think Dustin has created with the blues and the reds, and it's like a three. Do you, you remember those three D glasses with like the, yeah, the yeah. red blue right. on one yeah, yeah. yeah. side? I don't know. It just gives me those like those happy vibes of that. I really love it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I've actually, um, because I like, you know, you know the Viewmasters, those things you put up, you put the reels in, you look up and you see the 3D image. Do you ever have yeah. one of those as a kid? Yeah, I never had one as a kid, but I I, uh, I always went to people's places who had a Viewmaster when I was a kid. And then about a year ago, I bought a whole load of Viewmaster reels and I love them. And I, I would love to, to get, um, you know, you can buy stereoscopic cameras and do your own, but um, it's, it's kind of one of those things with photography. Every, everything you discover, it kind of, sometimes you've got to pay a lot of money to get these items. And, and so I've never done it, but it, it, it's, it's on my list one day to do, to create my own sort of stereoscopic 3D images. I'd love to do that.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. Nice job on that one.
0: Absolutely. So next we have Dale Willits. Dale is a good friend of this show. Of course, you can see his stuff on Instagram at delusions underscore of underscore competence. And I will let Roxana read this one out from Dale.
1: All right. So Dale writes... The color pick of Deutwich Canal was taken with an Afka Clack box camera on Fuji C200 film. The two Sepia picks were also taken with the Clack, but on Kentmere 100, one of the most memorable cross at Clain's Parish Church near Worcester. And the second, which is probably my favorite, is the road bridge over the River Severn in Worcester City Centre. The black and white pic was taken with the Holga wide pin. So that's the wide pinhole camera.
0: Ah, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. So, sorry,
0: correction. It um, uh, was not this the... Uh, Allens were not the only pinhole ones to be taken, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that's incredible on the Rear yeah. 400 again at Clanes Parish Church. So, I have to give credit to people who are shooting pinhole cameras because yeah. it's not I tried it and it's really not an easy camera for me. Maybe it's just me, but mm. I got, I, I, I see everybody else's stuff and it's beautiful. And mine is like, what
0: <laughs> were what you trying to do? I don't know. <laughs> I've only tried it once a pinhole and it, it did not work out. I think it was, I think my Holger, I, I've got a Holger somewhere that had a pinhole adapter or something. And I, they were terrible. I didn't work out. I obviously didn't do it right, but I, I'm a bit the same. Um, yeah. I'm, I'll have to try it again one day, but um, yeah. So which uh, one of Dale's do you like the best?
1: Well, let me just tell you about some of these that i am am seeing with my eyes because they're just incredible the first one has these like like warm tones like these greens and yellows and it's a vertical and the the second one i think is my favorite it's like a bridge and again the colors, the sepia colors that are I I love this one. I that one might be my favorite. But then there's the cross, which is a vertical one, which makes it look like it's a million feet tall. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, then the last one is really cool too because you get that detail that's on it looks the like all yeah. the cross. Mm-hmm. That's right. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah my f- my favorite is that one there uh, I think he's he writes uh the road it's a road bridge of the river seven in worcester there and but it looks like it could be taken it could have been taken 100 years ago that image that sepia yeah. one of, of the of the bridge um you know i mean i i used to go around antique stores in england and you find, sometimes you'd find these old postcards that that looks like an old you know like a, a postcard from the from 100 years ago um you know there's very few clues in that that it's actually been taken in 2020 so i think that's my favorite one
1: Hmm. i think so too i it's timeless it's yeah. really amazing
0: you're listening to matt loves cameras next we're on to Adrian Doyle uh, so we're back over to North America and Adrian writes picked up a lovely red sprocket rocket to take on this challenge film is Ilford HP5 developed at home with the lab box and Cine Steel DF96 monobath pictures of different scenes from around my local town of Chapel Hill North Carolina and of course Adrian also entered the the Matt Loves Pano's fantastic um, cheap plastic pano competition earlier this year also um, taken um, his images were also taken around now North Carolina so you've got these beautiful images here from Adrian, uh, and yeah, really making really good use of sort of uh, the sort of the, the shadows and the light here. The first one uh, are they sort of yeah they're sort of statues, I think, of people, and mm-hmm. there's some nice shadows coming and some nice light coming from the back of the trees. The next one looks like are they kind of like bike racks? Maybe I don't know what are they or what's what's in that second image? Do you think, I, Roxana? I think
1: those are bike racks. huh. Yeah.
0: And they've got these very long shadows cast by them and probably late in the afternoon or early in the morning. The next one is of some kind of um, a, a pig or maybe it's a restaurant and there's some trees there looking upwards. And the last one, uh, again, looking up towards uh, some trees and a sign there. Which one's yeah. your favourite?
1: Well, I like the first one and I'll tell you why. I yeah. just, uh, again, it kind of, even though they're statues, I think that there's just a story there and It's the one that draws me the most. I like also the second one with the shadows that like are so loopy from the bike rack. Yeah. Adrian, you did a good job here. This is really cool. I vote. Oh,
0: that's yeah. the first one. <laughs> I'll go the second one. I think they're, yeah, they're both really nice, though. I really, really like them. The next up we have oh, I'm sorry, you seem to be getting all the long emails. I'm sorry about this, <laughs> but it, I'm sure it's very interesting. It's from Wall Gilbraith, and he took these in Scotland where I, where I lived many, many years ago. So I'll let you take it away, Roxana.
1: All right, he says, Yikes. When did I last shoot 35 millimeter? I've never shot sprockets before, but I read up online and I figured 35 millimeter would fit nicely in an old Lubitel. Is it Lubitel?
0: Tell, yeah i think yep
1: 166b from the early 80s i home develop in rodinal and the film so the film needed to be mono and what they had in the shop was ilford delta 400 so that's what i used first time for this film it wasn't until after I loaded the camera that I read a bit about getting a count of how much winding is on that's needed when there's no numbers visible on the red window. The red window being shut to protect the film in the absence of the backing paper. As it turned out, I got 13 exposures on my 36 exposure roll. (laughs) Plenty of room for more with less winding, but I I kept on wanting to avoid the overlap. And I wasn't too sure how much field of view in either direction would be caught on the f- on the film. Hence, the framing was a bit iffy. The foggy field and the standing stone involved a 35-mile round trip by push bike, especially for the purpose. So they're probably favorites. I like how the soft focus of the Lubitel works with the soft light. The trip to Loch... Facali, Fascali was for the autumn color. Not so obvious here, but I wanted to get some people into my top four. So splash was taken from the dry safety of the parked car. Nice, out the window. Those are some of my favorite shots or out the window. All the negs came out a bit dark. Scanned with the Olympus OMD EM12 and the tones adjusted in Lightroom. There's plenty of details on the negs with a scope for some local adjustments too. Thanks to Al Clark, who also uh, also so part of Scotland for sharing the post with the link to the challenge? Would I do it again? Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: that's great to hear. Great to hear. And th- thanks to Al Clark as well for sharing that and getting well um, involved. Um, what do you think of these images?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love them. Yeah. And I, I keep on saying that, but everybody that's entering is doing a really good job. Yeah. These are really beautiful. There's a dreaminess to all of them. This is another one where I'm going to have a hard time deciding which one.
0: Those those top two um- – so the first one is um, some hay bales in the field and the, the, the hay bale just to the left of the center, it, it looks perfectly nice and sharp. And it's just this background where it just fades to this this kind of dreamy, misty, foggy kind of look to the image. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, was it wasn't really a foggy, misty day or was is it just a characteristic of using this Lubitel camera? Um, but I think that's a, that's a beautiful image. And um, I also love this. I I love all of them, but also the second one of the standing stone, Um, you know, standing stones were put up all around um, Britain by by Neolithic people thousands of years ago. And uh, this is one of the many standing stones in Scotland. And I think that's a really good use of 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 the the vertical um, sprockets as well. Um, So I and then one of the people in is nice as well. Um, Which one's your favorite?
1: I think the top one. I really like the top one. I think that the, you're right. There's like a, I don't know if it's real fog or if it's just the film, yeah. but it's just the choice of, I, I really think that that one is my favorite out of all of them, but they are all beautiful.
0: They are indeed. Yeah. Well done to all. And uh, so glad that, uh, yeah, Al, Al shared that post and we all got involved. Fantastic. Heading along back over to North America and we have an entry from Michael Newman who also entered the, the Panos competition earlier in the year. So, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Earlier in the earlier in the recording, I said that Allens were the only pinhole images, but I'm, I'm such an idiot that these ones are pinhole images as well. So Allens were one of three by the look of it pinhole images. Michael writes, all photos taken with the Ondo pinhole camera loaded up with FPP sprocket hole film. The film is svima color. Uh, one two five. I think it's a Russian film, isn't it? The gravestone images were taken on the Ondu Mark III multi-format using the six by nine mask. Eastern Cemetery is, in fact, the oldest cemetery in Portland, Maine. Rusty Cowgirl and Sunflower Sprockets were taken with the Ondu Mark III 6x6 pocket. They were taken at Pumpkin Valley Farm in Dayton, Maine, during a portrait shoot with my daughter in and around the sunflower fields. So the top two are of a, a, a gravestone at the ceremony, at, at the ceremony, at the cemetery. And then you've got this really cool one of the Rusty Cowgirl, sort of like a, um, a, a, a young sort of girl leading a, a cow, but they're, they're sort of iron, sort of metal figures in a field. And the last one is an ultra close up of, of a sunflower. Which one do you like the best, Roxana?
1: Well, I actually really love the sunflower. It just draws me the vibrancy of the yellows with the blue skies and you can see the sunflowers but sunflower is also my favorite flower so
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i really like that one as well um and uh michael's uh last entries to the the cheap pano plastic competition were done on a farm as well he did some beautiful images of flowers and, and tractor on the farm and he, he's revisited the farm again and, and pulled out some really really nice shots uh, i i like them all but i think yeah my favorite is the sunflower as well uh, next, we're going to head on. It's your turn to read one out, and I'm sure you'll know this next name.
1: Oh yes, I do. Mr. Ken Bertram. He's a huge supporter of my program at school. Always yeah. donating really amazing stuff to the kids. So and I you
0: recently uh, interviewed him on uh, for Negative Positives as well.
1: Absolutely. So I did an interview. He's a really awesome guy. So yeah. Um, I'm excited that I got to read his. (laughs) And Ken says, I use the Lomography Sprocket Rocket panorama camera for all the images. The Spring Valley image was taken on Ilford HP5, developed in Kodak HC110. This is my favorite image of the bunch with the bridge in the center and the blur on the sides. It looks like a dream. I have taken several images of that bridge, but this one turned out to be the most unique one. All of the Color shots were taken on the Fuji 200 color print film developed in CineStill C41 kit, all against Matt's advice of using a 400 feet <laughs> film. <laughs> I chose that film because I was using a flash at night on some of my images, didn't want them to be washed out. However, they were not worthy of the sprockets' competition or damaging. <laughs> Matt's eyes for life. It doesn't want to damage your eyes. So I don't know if I will use this camera again. I preferred it using the plastic panel over this one.
0: Yeah. So Ken actually emailed me early on in the piece and I think he, he used some black and white film for his first role. And he emailed me something along the lines of, I, I really don't get this camera. And I was I was actually kind of with him because I'd, I'd shot a couple of rolls to the Sprocket Rocket and I actually wondered what all the fuss was about. And then I'd, I I was doing the review. Um, I did a, about a week ago, I released um, an episode about the Sprocket Rocket. But a funny thing happened. I was, I was sure I was going to sell the Sprocket Rocket. I didn't like it that much. But as I was doing the, the review on my website and doing the podcast, I actually looked at the images and really ended up loving them. So it's it's a funny thing. I've, I've done a 180 on, on the Sprocket rocket and really like it now, and I'm keen to shoot with it some more. So you never know, Ken, even though, um, you know, uh, you did not, maybe you didn't enjoy the Sprocket rocket as much as, as you thought you might, it, it, it might still grow on you yet.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that, you know what, uh, seeing these ones, he should definitely keep on shooting that. Yeah. I love that one with the bridge that he's yeah. got. Out. that That's one is nice. absolutely like a dream, yeah, it's beautiful, it's such
0: a long bridge as well, isn't it?
1: Yes, this it is forever goes on forever and yeah.
0: ever and ever. <laughs> and it, it doesn't actually, does it say where that one was taken? I don't think it says where it was taken, but um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty wide river. I, I really like that image. Um, it's also some really cool ones there. The, the second one down from the top is of some kind of boardwalk, I think, over uh, some kind of um, sort of wetlands or something. But uh, you can see the 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 sort of characteristics of the sprocket rocket there. It's sort of, you know, at the wide-angle distortion. Um, but I really like that image and the colors um, Um, Yeah, I I think Ken did a great job.
1: Absolutely. He did a really great job with this one. Beautiful work.
0: Okay, so I think we're up to the second last one, and I've kept the longest letter for myself to read out. Now... (laughs) Now, I'm not sure that Michael, uh, Michael actually, only a couple of people actually emailed me their competition entries. So I'm not sure that Michael wanted all of this uh, on on the competition page, but I just copied and pasted the whole thing. So here we go. Hi there, Matt. I just wanted to drop you a line to say hello and thanks for your brilliant podcast. I discovered it a couple of months ago now and been listening all through the episodes while commuting to work. It's great to have a quality Australian-based podcast for film photography, and I do enjoy your style. I feel really big-headed, Roxana, reading this one out because it's got all these nice compliments in Relaxed as if chatting with like-minded friends, and of course the family film with your good lady wife and children making their cameo appearances. Well done to you all. I'd fully intended entering your sproctastic twenty twenty competition and duly loaded my Holger with a roll of thirty-five mil film. Due to various busy life reasons, I was very late getting the shots I wanted and ended up rushing around earlier this week to try and get the roll done and get it developed. A tall order to say the least. In my rushing and not being careful enough, I had a bit of a stuff-up when removing the film from the Holga, which exposed the film to red light. Plus, there is a chance the film suffered some in-camera heat exposure along the way. The long and short of, visit that went, long and short of it is that when developed, all the images have a strong red colouring. So not only did I miss the entry deadline, but that's okay, we forgave Michael, the photographs are rather spoiled. Well, I think they're just more experimental than spoiled. I've attached three anyway to give you an idea of what I was trying to shoot. The first abstract graffiti photo is was my attempt to get a sprocket written on a shot using a torch in the dark. It didn't turn out like that, but it's okay. The image is exactly what came out in the dev scan, not post-processed in any other way. Uh, other than adding a frame. I quite like it, and we'll put this down to a happy accident. The bicycle photo was my attempt to get an actual sprocket in a photograph. I thought that would be a little bit of fun to run with a sprocketastic theme. The last shot is of an unused small grain silo at a microbrewery here in Perth. The shot is clearly faded and pink, but has a low-mo feel to it, and I keep looking at it to include it just for interest's sake. So there you go. I shall look forward to what to whatever your next challenge is and try to be more organized to try and produce photographs worthy of entry. Well, I think these ones are definitely worthy of entry, Michael. On another note, after listening to the episodes about the panoramic competition from earlier in the year, I. a wide pick plastic pano camera. I found a brand new example here on Gumtree and it arrived from a lady who was selling it in Adelaide last week. It cost me just under $30 in the end. So definitely not a thrift find, but I'm happy all the same and we'll put a test roll through it soon. So there you go. We might run the the, the wide, uh, the plastic cheap plastic pano competition we might run again next year. I've been slowly getting back into analog photography over the last year or so and hope to get shooting regularly from here on. Great to hear. Work and family commitments always make life busy as you all well know but let's hope this coming summer which is coming up very soon here in australia in the next month or so can produce some great work i have literally created an ig account for my film photos which is defiant charisma it's totally blank a time of writing well it's not actually because i know that michael has uploaded some shots because i've liked <laughs> them um and later on to remind me that the only way is up after my stuff up with this role well michael uh, uh, all part of the fun i think anyway apologies Uh, blah 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 cheers and regards michael in michael i don't think that you've stuffed up at all i think you've you've done some great experimental photography here uh so the first image is of a of a silo with with the words indian ocean brewing company on it the next one is of some sprockets on on sprockets and uh the last one is of of some nice light light painting which one is your favorite roxana
1: well first i have to say that this is i love the oranges and the pinks yeah the happy accidents Um, it it gives it and i do like that lomo vibe Um, i think my favorite is the bike the pink bike is my favorite i love that one it just gives me all the feels like i want to go get an ice cream on that and i love the bike (laughs)
0: yeah i think it's i think it's actually really well framed as well you know you've got the back wheel then you've got the front wheel there nicely and i I think he's done a good job because you know framing with these cameras sometimes is a bit tricky but i think uh, it's really nice um i also really like the indian ocean one and I think it's because we, I live in the east coast of Australia, and, and of course, the ocean near us is the Pacific. Uh, and you kind of forget that, you know, across the other side of our beautiful country, there's the Indian Ocean, uh, where, where Michael lives in Perth in Western Australia. And so, uh, everything's Pacific over here, but over there, everything's on the Indian Ocean. So, I, I really like that one um, as well. So, um, yeah, well done to Michael, and they're, they're definitely worthy of the competition, Michael. Uh, I think you've done a, I think you did a good job, and they are definitely happy accidents. Okay, we're down to our last official entry. So would you like to read this entry from North America, Roxana?
1: absolutely and it is from Devin Adams um, and I, I already am reading the first line and I relate so much because I work at a school yeah. uh, so Devin writes I teach public high school photography and was on a photo tour in Greece when quarantine begun we hurried home and went into lockdown for weeks but when we began to slowly and carefully do day trips out and about I shot these at Gold King Mine and Ghost Town in Jerome Arizona on a Holga modified to fit 35 millimeter lamography 800 film. I've modded my Holga before, so I had a pretty good idea of what I was doing here. I like shooting the Holga or my Sprocket rocket because they're lightweight and give wild results. Developed at home in unicolor and self-scanned, minor digital edits. My favorite is the old yellow race car. All of these are double exposed, but I like how the car racing number is also floating above the car itself. Agreed, Devin. These are, I mean, if you go onto the website and you look at these, these are really cool. They have such an amazing vibe. I love the multiple exposures and the colors are beautiful. What do you think?
0: I think they're amazing as well. Um, I really like, yeah, it's really clever to put the, the car number floating above the car. It's it's taken some good framing in his camera there. Um, but my favorite is that, that red Studebaker, the second photo. Um, and, and I don't even know what the other double exposure, so there's a red Studebaker there, sort of on an angle. And there's a double exposure, but I, I don't even know what the, the other double exposure is. But I just really like the, the way the light flares and the colors. There's blue, there's yellow, there's red, there's silver in the image. And, and that's my favorite, the second one. What about you?
1: Yeah, I would say the first two. I love the 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 numbers hanging over the car of the the yellow car, and I love vintage cars so much. But I have to agree with you that second one with the colors and the 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 reds and the oranges with with the I just like the way it's framed, and it has the Studebaker there. It looks really cool. I like it. That does a lot.
0: yeah. <laughs> So the final images here on the page are from me. Now, I can't enter the contest because, I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a judge, so that would be totally wrong. But um, so these are my my images, and I actually featured these on my last podcast. They were taken with the Lomography Sprocket Rocket uh, on Kodak, mostly Kodak 200 film, I think. Uh, but the first one, you, you, people who've already uh, looked at the, the the Sprocket Rocket review on my website from the last podcast will know these images. The first one is at the airport, uh, which has got some quant- grounded quantities. Plains, of course, because of COVID, or most of their fleet are grounded. The next one is a night exposure, a long exposure of the beautiful city of Brisbane where I live. The next one is a beach scene near me, and the last one is an old decrepit tyre service. Um, now I feel, I feel a bit embarrassed asking this, Roxana, but which one is your favorite of, of my it feels like I'm fishing for compliments here, but which no, one is no, which one you is don't. your favorite?
1: I was gonna say something anyway. So I really like all four of these, but the second one just stands out to me so much. I love those blues and the purple and the cityscape that you've got there. It's just brilliant, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. I was quite surprised. I, I, I got the scan. Well, I, I, I actually got these, I actually sent this to the lab to process and I forgot to tell the lab not to scan them. So they actually scanned them for me without the sprockets because they use a Noritsu or a Frontier or something. And when the images come back, I was like, what What are these? And like, oh man, I forgot to tell them not to scan them. I, it actually, I actually did myself out of about five bucks because they scanned them for me. Um, but I was like, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, they're really like Blurry, but then I looked in the middle. If you look in the middle of the, the picture, the bridge and the ferry under the bridge are actually in focus, and of course the blur on the outside, those lights. It's um, it's not me not holding the camera properly. Of course, it's the the, the sprocket rocket blurring towards the outer edge. So yeah, mm. I'm, I was actually quite impressed by um the the Lomography sprocket rocket uh, ability to take these night images in bulb mode, and I think I'm I'm definitely going to go out and shoot some more with it at night. Um, and it, like I said, it's it sort of at first I looked at the image and thought I oh, managed crap but then you kind of you you sort of think oh no it's actually quite good i i I really do want to go out and do some more double exposures and some more night exposures check out the show notes at matlovescameras.com if you're on instagram come say hi at
1: mattlovescameras or If you fancy getting in touch, drop us a line at mattlowscameras at gmail.com.
0: Okay, so we're back. We've been deliberating for quite some time. We've had our pencils and notebooks out. We've had our calculators. It's been very, very hard uh, trying to trying to judge this competition. There's been so many fantastic entries. So thank you so much to everyone who's entered. Really, really appreciate uh, you entering, and really, really have loved uh, the whole experience. Have you found the whole experience of, of Sproctastic, Roxana?
1: Oh, it's been so remarkable and inspiring. I have felt so inspired by everybody's work. It makes me really want to delve into this more and tackle how to actually scan this. So if anybody has um, an idea how I can use my my Canon Mark 9000 whatever scanner I have. (laughs) Message me and tell me, please, because I would love to know. But I, it's I, been I, really I, remarkable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been using the uh, the Roxana. What am I talking about? I've been using the um, digitalizer, the, the Lomography digitalizer. But that's, yeah, it's really kind of, it's it's a good product. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really not happy with my scans. Um, uh, so uh, this is why usually I get them scanned by the lab, because I, I find it a frustrating process. But anyway, let's crack on to our, our roll call of winners here today. So uh let's let's start with uh we'll start with the the best black and white sprockets image who did you choose Roxana
1: all right well I chose Jeffrey and I'm sorry Jeffrey if I'm not saying your last name right Seacrest Seacrest yeah um but I love 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 that the images that he came up with the black and white are really remarkable. I am just blown away and uh, it's it. I think that, like that first one is the one that I'm really talking about. So if you go onto the website and I, I was tossing between the first and the second, just because I love the spookiness of the second. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but that first one, the crispness and the, the clouds with the sun in the background. And it looks like it's in a swamp. Is it, I don't even know what it is, but I love it so much. So yeah. that one was my favorite.
0: Very How nice. About- uh, i've chosen wall gilbraith's standing stone so that's the second image down under under wall and uh it, it's a, of a, a neolithic standing stone this spooky kind of you know structure that you know people from thousands of years ago erected all over Britain and it's just uh, yeah it's sort of standing in a the field there and it's it looks all misty and murky and uh, it looks a bit scary so i've chosen walls black and white image uh for the best black and white um, moving on to the the bay color which one did sort of caught your eye roxana
1: oh my gosh so many of them yep. <laughs> that's one, one of the toughest ones because you know how much i love color yeah and yeah. how things stand out um with the different vibrancies but i have to say that where so many people caught color so beautifully the one that was most unique to me was george griffins because it yeah. was just so so maybe it's because i i am so drawn to the vision 3500 film that i just I liked how it reminded me of an old movie mm. and uh, so I chose I chose especially the and I don't think we we named it but the cottage yes. one with That's the yep. little pink shutters it's just so quaint and cute and I want to have a cup of coffee and walk down that <laughs> And can pick some <laughs> yeah. flowers. Yeah. So that's the one I pick. <laughs> yeah,
0: very, very nice. Very, very, very quintessentially English scene there from George. So well done to George. I'm going to choose uh, another film photography podcaster. So George takes out the best colour from you, but I'm going to choose Sherry's Alberta Sunset. I've, I've named the image for Sherry there, Alberta Sunset, with that that sun peeking out of that sort of farm building over the Alberta prairie. I think that's a, that's a beautiful image. It's got lovely colours and contrast. It's probably not as bright in colour as some other images, but it, it, it's my favorite by, by far, I think, that, that one.
1: Yeah, that one's
0: amazing too. It was so hard to pick. <laughs> it, it, it very, very hard to pick. The next one, next uh, category is the best double exposure. So which, which one took out the top gong for you?
1: Oh, see, and that's a whole other one. I love double exposure so much. Um, but the one that I chose, because, you know, I just think it was it was one that I think that I could hang on a wall was Dustin Nickerson and his double, I don't even know. I think it was actually a multiple exposure. so hopefully I don't get disqualified for picking that one because it's actually eight exposures, he says. Yeah, yeah. counted as a double exposure. So <laughs> it was a fantastic one. I really he yeah. should sell that one as a print. It's gorgeous.
0: Well, I should really rename the category double or multiple exposure just to be inclusive there. But yeah, I think you did a great job. It's really, really interesting. Look, uh, my favorite double exposure, I think uh, all of them are from Devin Adams who are fantastic. But my double exposure, I think, is that, that second one of the, the Red Studebaker. And it's got some kind of double exposure over the top. No idea what it is, but it is cool and again really good use of color as well for that one. Um moving on to the the best portfolio who who gave us you know two three four images and of an overall fantastic amazing quality
1: that one was actually easy for me because I really had a hard time picking out of all of them and that one was Paul Wheeler. He just had that was an amazing set. They all just went together and I didn't want to pick a favorite.
0: Yeah, same. I I also picked Paul Wheeler. Um Paul did an amazing job there in uh the Monaro Plains at the foothills of the, the snowy mountains in, in New South Wales with some amazing images there. Um absolutely beautiful images. Uh so well done to Paul for that. Uh the next one is the, the best pinhole. and I think we're in agreement here as well, aren't we?
1: I think so. I think so. <laughs> you chose Alan, right? Correct, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did they,
0: too. <laughs> uh, which one? Was it the, the very first image of Alan's? The it one?
1: was indeed with yeah. the speckles and it, it's just brilliant. I love it so much. I yeah. didn't even know that was a pinhole when I first saw that one. And I, God, that one is just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. Uh, the next category up we have <laughs> is best sprocket rocket image. Which one did you choose?
1: No, that was hard because I was really between Sherry and Ken's, but you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ken, Ken Bertram's on that one. And, uh, you know, Sherry, can I just, I'll tie them. They're so
0: good. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) I'm actually, I was going to, I I had two tied, um, but I'm going to give this one to uh, Sandra Camacho and her picture of those fishes at the bottom of her four images, that really dreamy uh, image of the fishes there where you don't really know whether it's a double exposure or not, or is it a reflection? I think it's quite, I I, I can't stop looking at that one. So well done to Sandra for for that sprocket rocket image. Uh, It it is a really cool um, camera, the sprocket rocket. The more and more I, I look at those images taken with the camera. So there's only, a, there's only a few more left, a few more awards left. The next one is the best vertical image. Who did you choose?
1: Oh, and those are those are difficult to conquer, I'm sure. Um, the one that I chose that just really was so uh, impactful for me was Matt Duggard, he was just—it's mesmerizing the colors he got, and I just felt like I was there, and I want to be there, and I still want to be there on vacation
0: on a lounge chair looking at that sunset. Beautiful colors and uh, fantastic image to get as the last image on the roll. So well done to Matt for that. Uh, I'm going to choose someone who who made absolutely amazing use of that vertical panorama and that is ken tuomi and his booth to control image which of course was that library sort of phone booth but it's got library on it uh and it's got all these shelves in with stuff they don't look like books actually i don't know what's in there but i think that's a really good use of that vertical pano so um yeah well done to ken for his image there Okay, so we're almost at the end of our awards, but we're now going to do a special award for a favorite image that doesn't fit into a category. Who is your favorite image? What is your favorite image that doesn't fit into a category, Roxana?
1: <laughs> I absolutely love Michael. Vickery's pink bike I just had that Lomo vibe it kind of just reminds me of that summer feeling yeah, and right. it just makes me feel good I love that one so much
0: yeah it's a beautiful image uh, and uh, my favorite image without a category it goes to Dale Willits uh, for his image of the bridge over the River Severn in Worcester I used to live in that part of the world um, but I think it just has this beautiful sort of CPR kind of old postcard look to it and um, yeah I think it's that's a, that's a fantastic image well done to Dale the next one is the best image with a story whose story behind the image did you like the best Roxanna
1: oh that was Andrew Spencer I love the the fisherman Um, it's let me see let me see let me read it because it is the old aquarium (laughs) was a fish factory soon to be demolished so number one I almost choose I almost chose this one anyway for best color because I love the colors I love the images so much and uh, again it just has that Wes Anderson vibe that I love so much and uh, the story of that little building being demolished and him being Able to capture that. That one was my favorite for best story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Um, my best image with the story was from Kerry Jeffrey, and Kerry's image of the artist studio. He went to uh, and and you know the the studio had just stood still, and he he went in there and he took a photo. Uh, I really like that. I, I I think it's kind of yeah, looking at the the studio from the artist perspective. Um, well done to Kerry for that. I think that's, that's a great image. And I think we're down to our favourite image overall now, aren't we? We sure are. Wow, this is this is very scary. Um, who did you choose as as the best image overall?
1: You know, this was really hard to, this whole thing was very difficult because I love so many of these for so many different reasons, but my overall favorite is Devin Adams and his red Studebaker. I just love the colors. I love the dreamy effect with it, the oranges and the reds, and it's just, it really stood out to me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love that image as well. I think he did a fantastic job. And, and uh, you know, we've seen some amazing images with sprockets where, you know, the landscape just keeps on going and going and going. And this is a different kind of image. You know, this is a, an image on an angle of, of a car, an old car, but I, I think it, it works so well. And um, it, it, yeah, just the, the colours, the, the oranges and the reds and the silver or the blue. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic image. So uh, that's my choice as well. Well done to Devon. That was a, a really fantastic uh, image. And uh, so there we go. That, that's the winners for Spructastic 2020. So thank you so much, Roxana. I really, really appreciated your help today, giving up your time, um, your evening over there in Palm Desert, California. Thanks so much. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to put it together a zine of all the entries. I'm going to listen back to the episode and either pick my favourite or your favourite from all the contestants. And I'm going to compile a zine over the coming weeks. And so when that's done, I will be sending you uh, to say thank you. I'll be sending you a copy of that zine, Roxana. But you will need to send me that beautiful blue palm trees sprockets image you took. Is that okay?
1: Oh, absolutely. I am completely honored to be a part of this. This has been so much fun and just truly amazing.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you once again. I, I know that you, you know, you've got kids in the background there. I know it's your evening over there, so I will <laughs> let you go. Uh, but thank you again for giving up your precious time. Much appreciated. And I'm sure that all the, the listeners at Matt Loves Cameras will appreciate listening to someone else other than me for a change. So thank you, Roxana, <laughs> so much.
1: Thank you, Matt. It was so much
0: fun. So much fun. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers. <laughs> wow. So, what an amazing episode that was. Thank you so much to the lovely Roxana Angles, all the way from Palm Springs, Palm Lake, Palm Desert, somewhere over there in beautiful California, uh, for giving up her time and helping to look through and judge the Sprocktastic 2020 entries. Now, I would really love to hear your thoughts. Do you think that Roxana and I got the judging right? Let me know. Email mattlovescameras at gmail.com or send me a message through Instagram at mattlovescameras. I'd love to hear your thoughts on who you think should have won some of those awards. You know, did we get it right? Or do you think there was another entry that we overlooked? Now, I didn't give Mike Guterman a heads up that I'd invited Roxana on, so I hope I'm not going to face any uh, any retaliation measures from the film photography Podcasters Union uh, I'm not sure about the the exact rules around these things, but uh, there you go. So this weekend I did something I've been meaning to do for such a long time. I logged in to the lamography.com website and I actually uploaded some photos. I know for a long time it's been a place where I've had a look at albums of photos looking at different film stocks or different the effects different cameras give, but I never sort of really thought much about uploading photos to the platform. I didn't know too much about it, but I'm really blown away. I've uploaded 3 albums worth of photos over the weekend and overnight I sort of I woke up in the morning Morning, and I had like 600 notifications. I'm like, what, What's going on with this? They weren't on my phone, by the way. They were just, you know, when I went back onto the Lomography website, it had 600 notifications in the top corner. So I'm, I'm really blown away with all the, the likes on the photos. And um, yeah, it seems like a really cool place to sort of, you know, discover and find other photographers. Uh, I know I'm a little bit late in coming to this platform, but it does really feel like Flickr in the old days. The only thing is, trying to find people on there is a bit annoying. Uh, so if you want to follow me, I will, of course, follow you back. Uh, the only ways you can do it, I think, are by going to the address, which is lomography.com forward slash homes, H-O-M-E-S forward slash Matt Cameras. Or you can just search for Matt Loves Cameras, all one word, in the Lomography search after you've logged in and you should find some of my photos. And from there, you should be able to follow me and I'll follow you back. So yeah, it, it's been a been a while coming, but um, I'm really excited about this. And uh, I, I think I'll upload quite a few more albums onto Lomography.com. That's it for this time. I hope you have enjoyed the show. I'm going to be back very soon with a new episode and more details about those zines. Pantastic and Spiroctastic. Take care. Cheerio. Bye-bye.